0: Hey everybody, it's Laura Molitor here again with another Divine Purpose Insights podcast. I'm your host of this weekly program and Divine Purpose coach and spiritual activist. You can find out more about me and what I do at beingfreenow.com. You can subscribe to this podcast and please feel free to share if you like what you hear. I want to talk today about a quality of us all that's powerful to recognize and to own up to. Innocence. I think you all know I'm not speaking of naivete, but of the innocence that is pure, untarnished goodness. It's a sweet childlike quality that is unblemished character, a nature that is shiny and new and bright, and importantly, that is not guilty. This true innate innocence not vulnerability, it's strength, because it's the solid reality of who we really are. And it's a powerful protection when we really realize it against the accusations that make us feel ashamed and unworthy. When we agree with those accusations, it tends to bring us into a kind of punishing sense of ourselves. Those feelings that are like a hell that we really don't belong in. We may certainly have behaved in ways that seem to have banished us from this state of guiltlessness, Life might have served up situations and events that make us feel less than pure, or we might feel our own decisions have remade us into something less than innocent. We may even convince ourselves that our grittiness, our street smarts, our tough lives have made us into someone more interesting or stronger. And that may be true. We can take our human lives and learn from them, We don't want to condemn ourselves for what's gone before, for our past, but that doesn't mean that we can't benefit from being reacquainted with our innocence. Because feeling guilty means feeling punishment is justified. And the guilt itself is the punishment often, that feeling that eats away at us and keeps us from realizing just how good we really are, how worthy we are of blessings. That feeling of guilt and sin is what casts us out of that Garden of Eden, so to speak. It separates us from knowing our true selves better. Your true identity is not lost through behaviors or situations or time. Your true identity is the one that God made, and that identity is as eternal as God is. He didn't make an idea, an individual expression of his own nature, as being irredeemable and lost and banished from grace. We're not Adams and Eves in that allegorical garden with a God that blames us for being human. We are truly and always innocent children of a God that made us and loves us. The return to heaven is in knowing this. This isn't about self-justification where we simply talk ourselves into feeling like we aren't responsible. It's not about being blameless by blaming someone else. It's about feeling the wonderful, cleansing, renewing sense of knowing that no matter what, our innate and eternal nature is one that is innocent and that this sustained innocence isn't something we can alter. It's a quality of God, not a quality of personality. It's the living truth of you and it is provable as we honor it. To feel this guiltlessness and the freedom it brings requires us to turn off judgment and to let ourselves bask in what God knows of us. As we see our sweetness, that childlike goodness that God sees because it's what He made, we feel that resonating rightness. As we honor that innocence in us, we can honestly, genuinely give up behaviors that are less than pure and good and start acting more like ourselves. It's never too late to be yourself. And reclaiming your innocence is freeing. It's giving up everything that never was you to begin with and taking off the shackles of shame so you can go out and play. It may seem difficult to see ourselves in this way, but we can start by knowing that it is possible and that God is with us, wanting us to reclaim that innocence because when we do so, we are in agreement with him and his design. When we reclaim that truth of ourselves, we know that we're worthy and wonderful and beloved. We stop giving so much power to evil and darkness and hell, and we begin to honor God, good, the heaven that he made, and that state of a clear or maybe a cleansed conscience that allows us to better hear his word and behave accordingly. Forgiveness and absolution are good words to ponder as we seek to see our innocence God does not hold our human mistakes against us. Each moment is a new opportunity for us to learn and grow and to begin anew with God, with the good that feels more right and real to us and more satisfying. This reclaimed, reestablished, more conscious innocence is a powerful thing to bring to the world as well. I love what Mary Baker Eddy says in an address that's published in her Miscellaneous Writings, 1883 to 1896. She says, Beloved children, the world has need of you, and more as children than as men and women. It needs your innocence, unselfishness, faithful affection, uncontaminated lives. You need also to watch and pray that you preserve these virtues unstained and lose them not through contact with the world. What grander ambition is there than to maintain in yourselves what Jesus loved and to know that your example, more than words, makes morals for mankind? End of quote. I like that. I hope these thoughts were helpful. Let me know if you have any questions or comments. You can reach me at lauramolitor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.